0: We're uh, at the second part of a series entitled um, Christian Chaos, and basically if you weren't here last week, this, this is what's going on. Every year at the end of the year, we, we set forth a plan for the next year. At the end of every year, we say, okay, this is where the church is going in the coming year. And David Manitsky, our senior pastor, is, is the one who kind of drives that vision. And, and this year, when we got to that point, he goes, okay, next year, this is what we're going to do. I got nothing. I don't know. I mean, basically that's what he said. He, much more eloquently than that because he's a doctor and whatever. But, you know, we get to this point and he goes, I have no idea where the church is going in the coming year. No idea. And here's why. Because things change so rapidly and so frequently and so drastically in the world that we don't know what's going to happen in the next month or the next month or the next month. But this is what we do know. That we must change that we must do something in order to reach a new generation. Last week what I talked about is, is basically the world changes. The world is changing. It has always changed, and it's continuing to change. I said change like 700 times last week. And it's continuing to shape and mold itself and recreate itself. New technologies. This past week in Vegas, they unveiled the new technologies at the CES show or whatever, Consumer Electronics Show, and, and all these different cha- technologies are going to change your world this year. And next year, there's going to be more, and there's going to be more. And our world and our lives are changing so much that that when I say 8-track tape to somebody that's below my generation, they look at me like, what are you talking about, 8-track tape? I mean, to some of the youngest kids, when you say CD to them, they're like, what is this CD you talk about? I know iPod and iTunes, CDs. The world changes so much, people begin to speak in a different way. Uh, we all speak English for the most part. I kind of claim that I speak English. And, and you know, for the, we all speak the same language, but we speak it in a different way than we used to. People are touched. People hear things differently. My parents' generation and the greatest generation, if you want to call it, well, if you want to call well, that's what Brokaw called them, so it must be true. The greatest generation... I think we're pretty cool too. You know, they're the ones who kind of have set the way church has gone. And they did an incredible job. And then they did just a wonderful job of caring for the flag of Christ and the cross of Christ for so many years and decades. But we're still there. We're, st- we're still doing things the same way we did 10, 20 years ago. We're still doing things. We fall into a rut and a trap. And so people are no longer hearing. Maybe they're hearing, but they're not listening. Any Hans and Franz fans in here? Listen to me now and hear me later. Yeah, they may be listening, but they're not hearing. And so we need to shape and change. We need to react and we need to lead the change of the culture and the time so that we can speak to a new generation. So that we can speak to the generation of people that has a church attendance in the single digits of percent single digits the people in my generation and below we don't come to church anymore we don't we're missing a message paul says how will they know unless they hear and how will they hear unless you tell them well just me getting up here on a sunday isn't going to do anything if they're not here so we have to change the way we attack the great commission and so over the next four Sundays, what we're going to talk about is we don't have a plan. We don't know what we're going to do this year. We know that we need to do something. We know that we need to change. We know that we need to adapt. And there's four key areas of ministry at the church that we need to focus on in order to do that. And here's the thing. It's it's not just the pastors that will drive this. In fact, really, it's very little to do with us and much more to do with the entire body. But the first thing we need to do is this: we need to realize that we have to listen to God. We have to listen to God. If you've got your Bibles open up, First Samuel chapter three. In this is the story of Samuel. <laughs> Go figure. Samuel and Eli is what we're talking about here. First Samuel chapter three, and and this is a. This is a great story for everyone to hear because it, because it opens your eyes to something. God speaking. Verse 1, Meanwhile, the boy Samuel was serving the Lord by assisting Eli. Now, in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had just gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of, the, of God. Suddenly, the Lord called out, Samuel, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied. What is it? He jumped up and ran to Eli. Here I am. What do you need? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go on back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel jumped up and ran to Eli. Here I am, he said. What do you need? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. Go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never heard a message from him. So now the Lord called a third time. And once more, Samuel jumped up and ran to Eli. Here I am, he said. What do you need? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said again to Samuel, go and lie down. And if someone calls you again, say, yes, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed and the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, yes, your servant is listening. Of course if you follow the story my uh it's kind of ironically funny that God tells Samuel that Eli is going to be destroyed but you know that's not neither here nor there. Eli says listen to God and God goes bam. Have you ever have you ever heard from God? Has God ever called out to you? Samuel, Samuel. Or fill in your name there. I I mean I don't know how many people have actually heard audibly the voice of God. I, I kind of wonder what it sounds like. You know, I mean, James Earl Jones, he's got a cool voice, right? You know, God could be anybody. Else. Michael, I am your God. All right. It's not a very good James Earl. Sean Connery is also a very cool voice that, you know, God can speak to me in. Or maybe, so, you know, Marge Simpson, maybe God has a sense of humor and likes to go, my Mark Senson. Have you ever heard God's voice? Does God still speak? I guess that's the question. I mean, right there at the very beginning, it says in those days, messages from God were kind of rare. Visions were very uncommon. So what about today? Does God speak today? I mean, times are different. That was thousands of years ago. That was before Christ. Christ has come. Christ has lived his life. He has died and risen again. So what about now? I don't know. You know, you, you look in the Bible and you see different times in the New Testament when God speaks and God reveals himself in different ways that God speaks. In the Old Testament, there's dreams. There's visions. There's voices. There's bushes. There's all kinds of different things. There's a donkey. All kinds of different ways that God speaks. But does God still speak? I've never heard God's voice audibly. I haven't. I've never been sitting somewhere and I hear this, Michael. I've heard God talk. I've heard, oh man, God's talked to me a lot. Usually it's like, what are you doing? But, you know, we have these one-on-ones. So how does God speak? So I'm going to tell you, God still talks today. He hasn't shut up. He hasn't closed his trap and said, "Mm -mm, no more. You're all cut off. I I mean, think about it. God loves us so much and so desperately that he sent his son to die for us. That he gave up his one and only son. That God came down to earth and gave up the Godhood so that he could be here and take sin and take death upon himself. That which was reserved for us, he took. He loves us so much, do you think he'd stop talking to us? you think at some point in history, he goes, you know what? Things are so bad, I'm done. I'm pulling the plug. They're on their own. Oh, that doesn't sound like what a dad would do. That doesn't sound like a loving father, like a God. I mean, think about it. Your close friends, your close family members, you probably have them on your phone, right? You can probably go to your little contact list and, you know, I have in my favorites. I have my wife at home. I have my wife's cell phone number. Then I have my parents and, you know, i so I can get to him. I just think God has a little iPhone with his stuff, and he's got, okay, let's see, who do I need to talk to? And he's got a huge contact list, you know, just, whoosh, just scrolling through the people's names. But don't you think he still talks to us? So the question is, how does he communicate? How does God talk to us? You know, for Samuel, it was an audible voice. And you know what? For some of you, it might be. God might audibly speak to you. Freaky, isn't it? That is freaky. But I know people who have audibly heard a voice, audibly heard the voice of God speaking to them. Wow. That's crazy. But it happens. Could be in a dream. The reason I'm up here as a pastor is because I had a dream from God one night when we were in Oklahoma, our first year of marriage, our time of exile away in Oklahoma before we came back to the promised land, we were there and we were, you know, living our lives and everything. And I'd had many times when God had tried to tell me that I needed to be a pastor many times. I didn't see it. I didn't hear it. There were times when I was right. My last year of teaching and my kids knew that I was quitting teaching and I was going off to pursue another career. And one of my kids raised his hand. He said, Mr. Crocker, are you quitting to be a priest? a priest no. Why would you say that? He goes, I don't know. I just thought maybe you would. No, that's silly. I'm going to make money. Teachers make nothing. I'm going to go make some money. Yeah. (laughs) Look at me now. And there was another time when somebody else said something to that effect. And then another time there was all these different messages that I had no idea what they were saying. Nothing. But then this dream in Oklahoma, one night in December, the phone was ringing and ringing and ringing. I said, somebody answer the phone. Whoever it was picked up the phone and said, Michael, it's your call. They're ready for seminary now. I mean, you have to be literal with me, apparently. It's your actual call. The phone is ringing. Pick it up. So I wake up and I tell Jenna, we're going to seminary. And the next year we did. We came back to the promised land, to Fort Worth, and went to seminary and led me here. God spoke to me that night so vividly and so clearly. I mean, I remember it as if it just happened right now. God spoke to me through a dream. He talks that way sometimes. Some of you might have experienced the same thing, dreams. It's a big thing for him. Why? Maybe because we're quiet. Maybe because we don't have all the world around us because we don't have the TV on and the radio on. The kids are in bed. Everything's calm and quiet. And maybe God can finally go, okay, now you're ready. Hmm. <laughs> on one hand that's pretty cool that god operates like that on the other hand i'm like geez man i'm sorry i don't spend enough time with you during the day that you have to talk to me when i'm sleeping he can talk to dreams he can also speak through visions i've never had a vision but i know people that have some of my best friends have had visions sounds kind of funny <laughs> but people have visions they have vision. Sometimes it's about their own life. Sometimes it's about other lives, that gift of prophecy. God speaks into their life. something. This is going to happen. This is going on. You need to speak this. You ever got something in the pit of your stomach where you feel a little a little queasy or something? You're sitting next to somebody on a plane or you're in Starbucks or you're next to somebody in line and you just know you just know that you need to say something to this person because why? you about to feel like you're throwing up, right? I know somebody very well that gets that feeling when, they're, when the Holy Spirit's moving. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad God didn't work that way in my life. I hate that feeling of throwing up, but if you get that, that feeling in your stomach, God's not really saying, Hey, buddy, speak to the person next to you, but maybe, you know, God's talking to you and saying, you need to reach out. Just say, good morning to this person. If anything, maybe you need to just say, how are you doing? Can I buy your coffee today? Well, I don't know what it is. I don't know what God says to you, but God moves in such weird, strange, crazy ways he's god he can he can do whatever he wants their dreams their visions through audible voices through little feelings sometimes god has come to me when i'm writing stuff and i'm just writing something and it just comes out and i'm just going and going and going and i look back over what i read and went that's good that's good stuff wasn't me i know that god was using me at that moment to say something yeah you know, there have been times And when I've been up front on the front row and I've been listening to worship and the words of the song are really just God's going, listen to this and say it. And I get up here and I will say, man, something just happened to me. God just told me to say this. And then somebody will come up afterwards and say, I really needed to hear that today. I'm like, wasn't me. God spoke to me. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. How often do you take time to listen? I mean, God can speak through loud things and he can speak through a pastor and he can speak through music and through words and worship. But how often do you sit and listen? Remember, it talks about that still small voice, that small voice of God. How often do you take time to listen for that voice? I mean, we're on we're the new year, and I've been like, "Okay, God, this is the new year, 2008. Where are we going to go this year? Where's New Heights going to go this year? I want you to give me direction for New Heights. What are we going to do this year to 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 expand your reach in the kingdom? What are we going to do at the coffee shop? Where's my family going this year? Da, da 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 da." And God's like, "Shh, stop talking and start listening. Put away the world. Put away the television. Your book." Your magazine, your radio, your children, your spouse, your job, everything. Put it away and listen. Gets uncomfortable, doesn't it? That was 10 seconds. 10 seconds. For me, for somebody like me that has a million things going through my mind, I just heard the water machine back here just click on. Anybody else hear that? Go, ding. yeah. How many of you actually take time? You can hear the ice being poured in the kitchen. See, I mean, I'm all over the place. Take time to listen, to pursue God's voice. Huh. Pursue God's. You know, God is constantly communicating with us. I believe that God is constantly speaking and talking in so many different ways to us. And yet we have these little blocks, these little earplugs, these little monitors on, and we're trying to go, la, 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 la. Remember Beverly Hills Cop when he, Jeffrey's talking, la, 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 I can't hear you, Jeffrey. La, 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 God, I know you're talking, but I can't listen because I'm too busy on my own. we are never going to reach the world. We are never going to know what to do this year or next year or the next year or the next year if we don't let God drive us. If we don't let God come in and say, you know what? The way you do worship in New Heights doesn't work anymore. You have missed a whole generation and you need to drastically change. We are never going to hear that. I'm not saying that's the case necessarily. Maybe it is. We're never going to hear that unless we listen for God's voice. Unless we take time to actually get to know God and to know what God's voice sounds like. Here's the thing. As I said earlier, the pastors, David, Donna, Mark, Harold, Dinah, me, Scott, we can't do it. We can't. God didn't give us the responsibility to take the charge and to lead into the into the world and to change the world, world ourselves. What he said was, You're called to equip some people and to give people the ability to hear and to give people the ability to speak. Y'all are the ones that decide where this church goes. You're the ones God is using to impact the world. You're the ones who have reached into this community that we could never. So how are we going to reach a new generation? How are we going to reach people that have never heard the gospel message or have heard it and have run away from it? How are we going to reach those people, reconnect with those people so that they can feel the love of Christ? We have to do it together. And so we must begin to listen together. We have ministries in here that Donna runs, that Donna Strebe, one of our pastors, runs that are uh, a lot to do with this, a lot to do with prayer and contemplation and the contemplative life and If you have any questions about that, ask Donna. I mean, that's what all the pastors do. we are like, I have no clue. Go ask Donna. (laughs) She knows. (laughs) If you want direction or guidance, spiritual direction, come see one of the pastors because that's our job is to help you and equip you. But just do it on your own. Read God's Word. Hear His voice through the Scripture and begin to be aware that God is continually speaking to you. You never know where it's coming from. That's the cool thing, is that if you allow yourself to see God moving, you will see God moving. Listen. Let us pray. God, we thank you and praise you for loving us so much that you're willing to speak to us, to communicate with us. Help us, Lord. Help us to chisel out our ears so that we might hear your voice help us to to allow ourselves to be open to be moved by you help us to help us to listen to put away the world to put aside our worries our responsibilities our concerns and just to spend time listening to you and god when we do that reveal yourself to us reveal yourself in mighty ways that we might be blown away by your glory help us to hear your voice that we may find the vision We may hear your call into this world. In Jesus' name, amen.